Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Seems like you didn't hit the button. You didn't hit the button. Oh, what's that? Oh no. There we go. Now, welcome back, guys. It's part two of our of our fabulous Friday afternoon activities as we delve into the world of college football with our take on the top twenty five. I am Scott Steen. I am the lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And uh, together we make up Heading Back to the Window, a show that we do each and every day live at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And then we also do our specials on the weekend, Scott. We do our top 25 college football preview as well as our NFL preview. And this is going to be our NF or, or uh, NCAA football preview right here so with that being said you ready to jump right in buddy yep let's do it all right well first of all we'll uh take a look at last week's record you know what overall i did okay bud i was i was nine and eight on uh, on all the games and 13 and four on 13 and four on the totals nobody cares they only want they only want the three plays at the end you're right you're right I, i wanted to start with i wanted to start with the good news uh, <laughs> Jason. Well, on the brights on the bright side for you, we tied, so you didn't lose any any ground on me. Yeah, so there's that. I had, of course, the only play we won. This is just so sad. The only play that either one of us won was the San Diego Toreros, as they easily took care of business against the Presbyterian Blue Hose. But the rest of my plays did not go so well. As I had Colorado plus eight and a half, they did not show up. They. uh had a little shot there to get back in the game. They didn't. And then in one of the bigger shockers of the day, Scott, you know, it was a couple teams that nobody really cares about, so you didn't hear a lot about it. But I had UAB to cover 23 and a half. Not only did they not cover 23 and a half against Rice, they lost outright. That that game should really cost me two points right there um, as Rice wins it outright as a 24-point as a, as a dog, basically. Good God. So That's for me, we already, we already mentioned the Presbyterian fade, which won. I had Oklahoma first quarter, minus a nine and a half. They didn't score in the first half. So <laughs> anything Oklahoma, you lost. And I had Cincinnati minus the points. Navy hung around. Good for them. But I picked up a loss. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. It's Scott, you know? Scott doesn't want to like insult people in the Navy. Navy hung around. Good for them. What, what he wanted to say yeah, was, you know, they were one in six, one in five. You know, they hung around. They kept it closer than I thought, but... Cincinnati, I don't want to say no-showed, but Navy moved the ball more than I thought they would. Yep. Uh, you guys, people already talking about Presbyterian tomorrow. You know what? We were going to save it to the end because it's it's going to be on the board, but can we talk about this this Presbyterian team, Scott? That- I think that's what we, I think that's the main game that people want to hear from us because we're the only ones talking about it on YouTube. I know, I know. We should we should just put that in the title of every video. The Presby- it really should be. Presby- like, oh, we're talking about Presby- It's the Presbyterian guys. They're back. Because you know, you go out there and you try to get views for like Monday Night Football, or through, you know, and you're fighting everybody. Every every. Well, that's sh- you. I I never. I I was always punting random view stuff just for the play I liked the most. Oh well, yeah. But I mean, that's it. And it's a fine line because you may your favorite play on an NFL Sunday may be from a tennis final, mm. but. That's not what people want to see. I don't think I've ever done it to that degree, but I do think on Saturdays I've occasionally done either a baseball game during college bas- during college uh, basketball season or something. Not basketball, but during college football season or something like that. Right. Uh, so they, said, they said that uh, Rice had a new quarterback last week. Yeah, and I knew that. I just... It was I didn't a, know the third stringer from Rice was going to be a future first-round pick in the draft. Right. It was a Rice quarterback. How, uh, how good could the kid that couldn't even start the season be? Uh, apparently pretty damn good. So so Presbyterian, Scott, they are favored tomorrow um, against the Stetson Hatters. And spoiler alert on our plays, I have decided to stick with the fade Presbyterian. You have not. Can you explain? I'm not. Well, Presbyterian's favored, so the odds makers might already be drunk. They might be on a full week bender, but <laughs> you might be wondering if Presbyterian's favored, how bad is this Stetson team? They're pretty and bad. The, and the answer is really, really, really bad. Now, are they as bad as Presbyterian? That's the we question. We don't know. That's why they're playing. We're going to find that out. But 
is it i can't even say if it's a trap line or not <laughs> but the presbyterian trap line it looks like it is isn't it i mean <laughs> they keep getting their ass kicked and they keep somehow keeping the line either the same or they make presbyterian a smaller dog or a favor in the following week right i'm staying away because stetson's awful but if you're gonna get plus money with stetson on the money line i can't roast you for losing that bet if it doesn't work out i mean that's what that's what we talked about going into the season presbyterian we're gonna fade until they burn us which they will at some point right rack up as much money as you can lose one week and hopefully you're six weeks up so just to recap this is a stetson hatters team that won uh started the season like presbyterian did they played a couple of really really down there type naia type schools then they played princeton they got they lost to the tigers uh just gave up nine touchdowns. So it was 63 to nothing. They lost to Davidson, 35-28. They lost to Maris, 34-3. And then they lost to St. Thomas of Minnesota, Scott. The perennial powerhouse, St. Thomas of Minnesota. FCS school now. Stetson lost to them 38-7. to That's not, I don't know if that's that bad, though, because St. Thomas is a mediocre FCS team in that actual uh, Pioneer League. Here's an odd comment. It says, Stetson is full of Episcopalians, as everyone knows they can't play football. I don't have the science to back is, is that, that up. Is that a thing? Is I it... don't have the science on that, <laughs> but when you're losing by about nine touchdowns per game, you might be on to something. Episcopalians, notoriously bad football players. Name one great Episcopalian football player. <laughs> you, can't you can't do it. it. You, you can't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, we're. I'm on... I'm gonna ride the Hatters tomorrow, catching three points. How can I resist? I'm. I'm you're not have a personal play on the money line. Sucked I'm in. Assuming you will have a personal play on the money line. I will have a personal play on the money line if that's available. Hopefully, it will be. So uh, we'll see how bad my Friday night is, and we'll reassess on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> good enough. We'll put it that way. But I'm staying away. This is one of those spots where, don't get me wrong, I said before, if you bet it, duh. But I feel like they're kind of up to something. The odds makers, I mean, I'll wait and see. All right. See, this is the way I, I feel the way because I, I laid off of him against Dayton a couple weeks or against Davidson because Davidson had played really bad and they won by 35. So you can play the same opponents uh, type of comparison. And you said that Stetson lost to Davidson by seven. Mm-hmm. I believe they beat Presbyterian by 35. Correct. Correct. So you can, you can do that game, see what happens. You lose 63 to nothing to Princeton. Princeton was also undefeated, so that's a pretty good Ivy team. Yeah. So I, I, there might be worse teams to lose to by 63 points. Yep, and that's the only – Davidson's the only common opponent they have, and that was a home yep. game. They lost by seven to Davidson. So, okay, so enough about that and enough about last week. Let's go on to this. Oh, so we went – so we went one – we each went one and two, which brings you overall still uh, with a commanding lead, 14-9-1. and one. I am dead 500, Scott, 12 and 12 on the season. So uh, we have to avoid falling under 500. So I've got to, uh, I got to uh, put the pedal to the metal this weekend. So I'm not, I'm not going to punt this week. So don't worry about that. Okay. Very good. Um, let's start off with an interesting game, Scott. This is going to be the BYU Cougars as they host the Virginia Cavaliers. The number 25th ranked Cougars are two and a half point favorites and 63 and a half. Is the number holy mackerel? Uh, this BYU team barely hanging on to their top 20 ranking. Who do you have in this one? I'll let you go first on this one. You know, I it seems like this D- Virginia team has been disappointing the entire season, and record wise, though, they've actually been on a decent run. Exactly right. You look at their record, I think, what do they sit? They six and two to the number, they're six and two. Overall, so you know, at the end of the day, I I like the way this Virginia team plays. I think this is going to be the best passing attack, best passing attack that uh, BYU has seen all season long. Well, mainly because I think they have one of the best passing attacks in the nation. I've got to take the Cavs in the points here, Scott. I'm going to take the Cavaliers plus the two and a half, and I'll give the BYU. Defense, a little bit of credit. I will play the under there. I'm going to take BYU at home. I think that even though Virginia has been playing better lately, we've seen how crazy the crowd can be in Provo. 
especially in night games. I think BYU will do enough up front. I can't get over the fact that Virginia's rush defense is just awful. They're giving up about 198 rushing yards per game. BYU, we know with Algiers, can run the ball really well. I think BYU does enough up front with their 28-year-old offensive lineman to win the game. I'll take BYU, but I agree with you on the under. Okay. Their 28-year-old offense. He's on a mission from Gad. Mm-hmm. Am uh, I wrong? No. No, you're not. Um, I think you're wrong about the game, but yeah. I'm saying about the age of the offensive lineman. This is the age of the... I would say that most of the offensive linemen are probably old enough to be 50% older than about most of the NBA. <laughs> okay. All right. A lot know. of youngsters in the NBA. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I got you. Coastal Carolina played last night. Another underwhelming performance as they win by seven. Yeah, they are number 24. Number 23 is UTSA. They are off. Number 22, the Iowa State uh, Cyclones, Scott, playing the West Virginia Mountaineers up there in West Virginia, Morgan. I feel like we have a good gauge on Iowa State. This team's good, not mm-hmm. as good as people think they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think of West Virginia. You? Very... Like, I feel like they're mediocre. They're clearly better at home than on the road. Yes. They have a really good running back. I'm not a fan of their quarterback. And... They're gonna probably hang around because Iowa State plays with its food. Well, you know? and this this is up this is up to seven and a half at home. Um, I don't see any way I can get away. I, it, it's either yeah, it's either West Virginia or Pass. I've got it. I've got to take the points with the, with the Mountaineers, buddy. I just I have to do it. Um, as far as the total goes, you got a feeling there. It's under or pass. You know Iowa State. They have one really good receiver. In Hutchinson, they want to run the ball. West Virginia, we know, wants to run the ball. I just see a hideous game, bunch of handoffs, low-scoring quarters. Give me the under. I thought you said a bunch of hand jobs for a minute. Like, well, that I'm sorry, what? I, was, that I said handoffs. That, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that seems that makes get a, your mind out of the gutter, man. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, Virginia. Oh, that's right. It's Bronco Mendenhall. Is the uh, is the coach at? Can you really have an argument for what's win one for the coach against his former team when the kids were in elementary school when he was coaching there? No, I think that's... Uh, I don't think so either. So it's a fun fact. I don't think it really matters at all for this matchup. Think you don't think the Bronco, Bronco Mendenhall revenge factor comes into play there? I do not. Okay. Fresno State travels down to San Diego to take on the number 20 or one ranked... Aztecs, Aztecs, home favorite here, minus 144 is the number. Scott, we were really high, or at least I was really high on this Fresno State team. And then it turned out I was just really high because they have kind of been disappointing. Um, of course, that's a, a team that uh, San Diego State, speaking of playing with your food, uh, they're, they're a team that you can count on to usually get there, but you can't always count them to count on to take care of business and cover the number. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? I'm torn because I'm still biased about San Diego State from the first game of the season, mm-hmm. which hurt me a lot because San Diego State is still undefeated. So, you know, they've done pretty well. I still like Fresno. I like this team. I, I just, I can't look at San Diego State's quarterbacks and have faith in this team. And I know they beat Air Force last week. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to, but I'm proud of them for that. I agree. I think Fresno just has the better offense. I like Herner more. They got good receivers. I like Ronnie Rivers. I feel like San Diego State's defense has so much pressure on it because the offense, for the most part, doesn't really do anything. Yeah. It's kind of so a, I'm going to go with Fresno. Kind of a reverse Chiefs situation where Mahomes feels like he has to win the game on every play because the defense is so awful. Pretty much. Uh, by like, the way, it's like, the, for example, it's like it's like the Bears. They yes. can't score. You need you need the defense to hold them to about seventeen. Yep. I think Fresno is a good enough offensively to score a couple touchdowns. I'll take Fresno. Uh, by the way, uh, Memon Funderburg had the question if I did a video yesterday. Uh, I did not because I had no power. I lost I lost power at the house here for a uh, for a few hours, and the, the, the it was the crucial video shooting hours. So I did not do a video. So apologies to everybody that. Uh, that looks for those and looks for those as a place to post their picks. Um, feel free to put, put them in the comment section here if you guys want to put some picks out there. That's very cool. Um, it's down to a pick them too, by the way, for, uh, in, a, in a lot of spots. You know what? I, uh, 
this is a tough one for me. I'm gonna, I'm just going to play. Uh, I'll play San Diego Pickham under 44. Okay, and I'm actually I might surprise you a little bit. You take the over. I'll look at the over. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think that total is a little bit too low for Fresno, but I do think it'll be close. You might even have an overtime game in there because San Diego State's had a couple of overtime games. It seems like all their games are close, but I like Herner. San Diego State, great tackling team. That is true, Lawrence, but I can't look past the fact that offensively, they really need Greg Bell to do everything for that team. I think they'll have some success in this matchup, which is why I think they'll score a couple, a decent amount of points, but I think this total's too low. I'll take the over. Okay. And Fresno. All right, very good. SMU, number 19. Uh, kind of a... a Kind of an interesting line here is they're pick them as they travel to Houston, Scott. 62 is the number there with the Cougs and the Stangs. Um, I like this SMU team quite a bit, Scott, although it seems like this is the point in the season where they usually uh, start uh, tripping on their dick. So is it going to be another season of disappointment as they start to get challenged a little bit there in the conference, or are they going to have a, are they going to be able to continue at this time? Well, I think that's the most underrated part of the actual matchup is that Houston, you remember, was up a decent amount early against Texas Tech, then fell apart. They've won every game since. Yeah. So they've actually done a very good job of riding the ship. Are those SMU's the, undefeated. Are those the two quietest 7-0 and and 6-1, and respectively, teams in the, in the country? They might be. I'll tell you that much. But SMU has played well. They've had a pretty easy path. The best one they have is against TCU, and TCU turned out to not be a very good football team. Right. While Houston also really hasn't played anybody, so it's kind of tough to tell how good these teams actually are. In a game that I think is a toss-up, you mentioned SMU disappointing the season where they fall apart. I don't think it's really SMU. I think it's just Sonny Dykes. This is the quintessential point of the season where Sonny Dykes completely falls apart and they'll lose a random game. I do think it's pretty interesting with the current line. Because naturally, we would think SMU is the better team. But I'm going to take Houston. Take the and I, I love the over in this spot. Take the home team there? Yeah, I'll take the home team and I'll take the over. I don't know how you can take an under between those two teams. I can't, I can't, take, I t- can't take an under. Um, you yep. know, this is a... Uh, yeah, this is an SMU team that... They're, they're always going to be a kind of a pass-first team. But they can run the ball a little bit, dude. They ran for they ran for three fifty against TCU, which we thought was impressive at the time. Gary Patterson defense, holy shit! How could they possibly do that? Uh, as it turns out, defense not very good for TCU, but still, uh, three fifty yards, six point seven yards a carry. That's an impressive number there. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to. Uh, I yeah, I'm pl- I'm with you on the over. I think I think I think it goes over the total. I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I'm take SM, SMU. I know I, I know better. That's the frustrating part because I watched this. I've seen this movie before, and I'm just hoping it's the Sunny Dyke special. You'll be close in the fourth quarter. You'll find a way to blow it, uh, and then they'll lose a couple I'm games. I'm just hoping this is the time that Lucy really holds the football. So we'll see. Uh, Memon likes he he wants the other way, Scott. He wants the SMU Houston under. Um, so I'm I'm trying to think of a case I could make for the under, but both teams offensively, I just think are good. Both quarterbacks, pretty good. They got running backs as well, decent weapons. Do you think either defense is very good? Because I don't. I think this. I think this Houston defense. I think they have a very good running defense, Scott, and that's that's what worries but me. But SMU, you know, just wants to sling it. Well, I mean, that's not exactly true. They're they're. I think they'd rather run the ball, but they're balanced. They give but up pretty I personally quick. think that Mordecai is more than happy to air it out. 30 something 40 something times yeah that's that's well that's certainly true and that's so that's and that's the problem they they give up on the run pretty quickly at smu mm-hmm. they're not a team that's going to bang it 40 40 times for two and a half yards and both teams also like to go up tempo that's that's definitely true uh miami heading to uh pittsburgh to take on the number 17 ranked panthers panthers minus nine 61 is the number there um is nine a little too many for this, Scott? I don't think so, but I actually really liked this matchup earlier in the week for Pittsburgh. Got some injury problems. And then I looked, I looked at the injury report. Yeah, they might be missing their best receiver in Addison, who had a concussion last week. They might be missing their starting running back. Now, Pickett is a damn lunatic. 23 touchdowns, one pick. The guy's insane. Most inter- he, most Most underrated quarterback in the country? Yeah. 
I think that he's going to go to the NFL, obviously. He might be a second-round pick, third-round pick. He might be the kind of guy leading up to the draft that starts to sneak his way into first-round conversation. I just think he's very good. Mm -hmm. You? I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. What he's done has been really, really impressive. I like the way... I also love the two-glove Kurt Warner look he's got going for him. Uh, The uh, Kenny Two Gloves? Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. You know, he threw for 300 yards against Clemson. He has my respect. I can play. Uh, he really he really can. I, I thought that was an impressive. Obviously, Clemson's down. We talked about that. But the defense isn't, Scott. The defense has been really good for the Clemson Tigers. And I won't say Pittsburgh rolled over them. 27 points, though. Not too shabby as they ran for 162 yards pass for 302. I don't think they have any problems with this Miami team. I'm just... You know, Miami, they, they had a nice win uh, against... North Carolina State last week. Van, D- Van Dyke's been playing better as well. Oh, correct, correct. And they, they did manage to cover against North Carolina. I just think this Pittsburgh team's on a different level. I think they're, I think they're the real deal, bud. Um, they I had, agree. They I, I, I think Pitt's the best team in the ACC. No offense to Wake Forest. But I do look at the offensive line for Miami, and I'm concerned because Pittsburgh's defensive line – is really, really good, mm-hmm. and Miami's defense has really been underwhelming under Manny Diaz. Yeah. So I'll go with Pittsburgh at home. Okay. It was originally one of my favorite three plays, I'll admit that, but with the injury report, I did renege, and I found something else. All right. So you, you still like it, just not enough to – it's not one of your top three. I got you. Yeah. I'm playing the under there, Scott. I just don't know how much my, my uh, offense Miami's going to be able to generate. I'm really torn because I really like the over – but with the potential weapons being out for Pittsburgh, I am expecting a little bit of a slow start from the Panthers offensively. I'll hold my nose and take the over, but I'm not thrilled with it. Okay. Got you down. Uh, Steven, the godfather, Godon in the house. He likes Ole Miss and Iowa on the money line, likes the Lions. I think the Lions get their first win. That's a bold call right there, buddy. Well, they're playing against the Eagles, correct? Mm-hmm. I believe that is correct, yes. Well, they got a decent shot at it because the Eagles stink. Okay. Tell us how you really feel. We'll talk about it during the NFL show uh, tomorrow. Well, Scott, here's an here's an easy one. The Baylor Bears minus two and a half against Texas. <laughs> well, we have some thoughts on this one, so we do. Uh, we've uh, we well we've made we've made that our bet the farm play. Yes, we did. So we've got the Baylor Bears minus two and a half. As far as the total goes, sixty one and a half. What do you got there? That total feels like it's right where it should be. I'll go with the over. I think that you'll end up seeing a 35-27 type of game. 35-27, so it goes over by a half? Threading the needle there, Woo! but Woo! I really have a hard time taking under with Texas. You? Uh, yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah. I and think- as for the side, watch the uh, previous video because we – talked about it yep we're both on we're both on baylor there and we it's our bet the farm i'll just play. just give away our entire bet the farm play i'm just saying okay yeah we like baylor and uh yeah we also like uh i'm leaning over but baylor's our favorite play on that one uh timothy Lindsay lays uh miami plus nine and a half and uh nebraska on nebraska's game we're not gonna have a chance to talk about because nebraska is not ranked shocker but I find that game fascinating because Nebraska's favored by seven and a half. We know every game Scott Frost plays that's close, they lose outright. Purdue was ranked last week. Wisconsin ran all over them. Yep. And now they're seven and a half point underdogs because Nebraska's really good at running the ball. But it does seem like a lot of points for Scott Frost to win by, right? To me, that line seems like an oversteer. I'm just, I think it's a, uh, I think it's just a little bit of an overcorrection. I've got Nebraska by four, about four and a half in my power ranking, so just saying. I I would probably I'd lean Nebraska because that line does seem extremely in. It just seems odd, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, B oh. N Turbajo, any thoughts on Stetson? Yeah, we had a few. <laughs> yeah, we have a th- we had a few already. Yeah, we spent we spent about the first five minutes of the show uh, B N on that. We're split. The short, long answer short. Long answer short. Scott is going to jump off. I'm staying on the train. So Stetson is really bad, but they have one common opponent. Stetson beat him. Uh, a, a lost to him. Uh, much. It was much closer 
than the loss for Presbyterian. So I ain't jumping off the train now. So maybe it's going to go around the tracks and, and derail. We'll see what happens. Oklahoma State, Scott, number 15, as uh, the boys from Oklahoma, they rolled their joints all wrong. I don't know if you knew that or not, but they are 30.5-point favorites over the KU Jayhawks. 54.5 is the number. Can Kansas continue rolling through the state of Oklahoma, Scott? Depends how you define rolling. Covering they the still number. Lost, they Covering lost the number. double digits, but for one <laughs> half, they looked really, really good. Oh, don't lie. They look good for about three and a half quarters. They, they, they look looked like they very were right good, there. including the fourth down that turned into a lateral handoff uh, for Oklahoma. But you think they go back down to earth here? Because I kind of feel like they do. Oklahoma State awful loss to Iowa State. Even though Kansas kept the game close, they ran the ball. That was really all they did. Bean didn't really do much through the air. No, whatsoever. no, that's, that's not his deal. I got to assume Oklahoma State puts the clamps down, don't you think? Yes, it does. It does seem like kind of a snap back to reality for, uh, uh, for 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 KU there. Uh, oops, there goes gravity. Um, Mom spaghetti. That's what I'm saying to you. Mm. I'll take I'll take Oklahoma State. <laughs> I agree. Sure, keep on fading KU. What could possibly go wrong there? Uh, I, I I'm looking at the under. I'm not sure if Kansas is going to really score a touchdown in this game. That's the thing. Does it is like 40, 45, 3, 45, 7? Could be. I also wonder how early Oklahoma State's going to call off the dogs. Yeah. I'll play the under. Yeah. That's, that's a, I would call that a small lean. And you're going to go a small lean to the over? No, I'm going the under. Oh, you're on the under also? Okay. I'm not sure if Kansas is going to score a touchdown. Yeah, agreed. I totally agreed. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Nimbus, uh, he's in the clouds. He says he's uh, uh, it's on the first period of New York Rangers tonight. You play any first periods yet? Play any period? Play? Uh, no, I, I haven't looked into it. If you're going to take the under 1F, make sure that Shrestagen's a net because he's clearly the better goalie on the overall roster in comparison to Georgiev. Shrestagen's really, really good. Yeah, One of the most underrated goalies in all of hockey. Number 14, Texas A&M is off. Number 13, Wake Forest will entertain, it will entertain the Dukies, Scott, the Duke Blue Devils, 16-point favorites. And 70 is the number right there. 70, man. Is that is that a lot? Can we count on Duke to do anything there? That's the real problem because I do think that this line is a bit of an overreaction to the Wake Forest Army game which had about 9,000 points. Mm-hmm. So this total does seem high. Duke's off a bye, so maybe they can figure something out offensively. But that team has been such a mess. I feel like in order for it to get to 70, doesn't Wake have to score 49? Oh, yeah. Or so? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, even 50-something? I, 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 I really I, just don't know. I think they got to get I think they get to half a hundo. Uh, Scott and I are both on, the, on Navy tonight. We both like Navy plus the points. I think it's too many points. Yeah. Yep, probably, and 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 you uh, you even talked about taking a sprinkle on the money line at about three seven plus three seventy. We don't hate that. Either. I think that there are definitely worse long shots to take at plus three seventy, considering the fact that Tulsa historically has really struggled against the triple option. Yep, yep. I've got I got Wake Forest minus the sixteen and the under there. You? I'm gonna go with Wake Forest because I can't take Duke. That team is awful. Okay. That total is so just. Oh God, do I think Duke can do anything? I'm going to say off the bye week, yeah. I think they'll score a couple times. Wishful thinking on Cutcliffe to come up with an offensive game plan. Okay. Give me the over. Okay, very good. You're welcome. You're welcome, Mr. Nimbus. Number 12, Kentucky travels uh, to uh, Starkville. Take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, pick them. Pick them, Scott. 47 is the number right there. Mississippi State, bad habit of playing people close but not winning the game. What do we got here? I like Kentucky a lot more as a team, but this line really has thrown me for a loop because the home team's dominated the series. Oh, no. By, by the way, that's, that's now swung. I, I did this sheet yesterday. It's now Mississippi State minus one and a half, by the way. I'm saying, though, money's coming out of Mississippi State, uh-huh. so I'm tempted to go that way. I actually like this Kentucky team a lot, and I think Stoops is a good coach, but I'm going to go with Mississippi State. Home teams really dominated the series in the past couple of years. I think Rodgers will have some success. Mississippi State's defense, still pretty good. Can I really roast this team that badly for getting killed by Bama? No, I don't I don't think so. 
So the 49-9 to game, which I had Bama on, it happens. I mean, Bama was awful loss. You are in the way. You're going to get run over by the train. That's how that works. I'll go with Mississippi State. If they lose the game, would I be shocked? No. I think it'll be close. But I do think it's pretty telling that this much money has come in on Mississippi State. I'll go ahead and take the cowbells. Chase chase that steam, buddy. Chase that steam. You don't think the line movement's fascinating, though? I do. I do, because it's... it's it's going the opposite direction of what you would anticipate with a ranked team. It's it's, it's your it's your ranked team versus unranked team. It's it's we see it in action, right? Yeah. That's remember, and that is that is what we've discovered. I'm trying to remember how that did last week because I know Air Force ended up losing to San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa State did win against Oklahoma State. I actually like the Cowboys didn't lost co- the points yeah, there. They didn't cover. They won but didn't cover. So. Eh, I just think that line's interesting. I'll take Mississippi State at home. Okay. I'm going with the under. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play I'm gonna I've changed my mind. I'm gonna play Kentucky there. I've got uh I'm I'm gonna take the team that's six and one against the number. With their only loss to Georgia. With their only loss to Georgia, right. And as far as the total goes, I will play the under. I think it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be an ugly game. So my favorite play in that game is the under. Yeah, I agree. UNC traveling to uh, the Golden Dome to take out uh, um, to take on Notre Dame. Somebody said they wish I did play by play. You got to You got it. I smoked too much weed in my youth to do play by play. I can't keep the. It's no, actually legal. You might be able to do that in the booth nowadays. I would, but I would say shit like, "Look at that motherfucker run!" And then I'd be, <laughs> then, then I'd be done. No, or, do it in podcast form. Or I'd be like, uh, or I'd be like, uh, uh, like Brock Meyer, and just start getting drunk and talking and talking shit. Which is, by the way, it's the best series probably nobody's ever seen. And if you, if you guys get a chance to check out Brock Meyer for fucking baseball fans, it's the absolute best. Notre Dame minus three and a half. Scott UNC Sam Howell. Can we call their season disappointing to this point? Underachieving. If you're, if you're grading it on a scale, I'd give them a D minus. You're a preseason top 10 team. You're right. unranked and you're barely over 500. How do you really feel? Am, am I, am I wrong? No, you're no, you're not at all. That's why, that's Especially why, with, that's with why I lobbed you that having, softball. With Clemson having a down year, people would have assumed North Carolina would have been the second fiddle and the team that would have made the leap. With yeah. Clemson falling apart. They're not even close. The, I'll tell you the, the weirdest phrase that, that is, has been uttered this season is when you said, um, um. Oh, who was the team that you said we were just? Oh, that you said Pitt's the best team in the ACC. Sorry, Wake Forest. Would that? Have, how bizarre would that have sounded in the preseason? It would have sounded pretty bizarre. But those teams have clearly separated themselves now. Wake Forest still hasn't really played anybody. No, I know. Beat Army, good for them. But I do think North Carolina. Are they even better than Clemson? I don't know. Maybe by a little. I don't know. I. I just. I don't know. Now Notre Dame's getting a lot of juice off this victory over over USC last week as they as they uh, beat the Trojans thirty one sixteen as a seven seven and a half point favorite there at home. Speaking of report card grades, I give you I give USC an F. Ugh. Dun 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 dun. Just brutal, brutal. I remember when they used to be good, a long time ago. What happened to Arizona yesterday, buddy? What happened in Arizona yesterday? The I Card- said I like Green Bay plus the points. The Cardinals? Yeah. I said I like Green Bay plus the six and a half. I had Green Bay money line in a personal parlay. So, yeah. that's a- what, what happened? Arizona just ended up sleepwalking through the game, and Green Bay finds a way with Rodgers. That's kind of how that works out. I blame two turnovers inside the 15-yard line. That also doesn't help. That's That doesn't help at all. Blame A.J. Green. I've, Hit him up with a Venmo request. I think, I think, this, I think this stupid North Carolina team continues to underachieve. I'm I'm not a believer in the Irish either, but you know when you're faced with two bad choices, you got to pick one of them. Give me the damn Irish to cover the points. Uh, as far as as far as the total goes, I think they uh, I think they kind can of can you take an over? See, it's tough because do you want to take an over with Notre Dame or do you want to take an under with North Carolina? Right. No, I understand. Um, I'm going to play the under. I think I think game flow. I think if the Irish win it, I think it's I think it's going to be a relatively low scoring game that they keep some handcaps on Sam Howell. I'm going to take Notre Dame because yeah. even though this team's been underwhelming, yep. they somehow find ways to actually win games. The record should be a lot worse overall than it actually is. North Carolina with Mac Brown, 
I think the team, of course, lost a lot of talent during the offseason, mostly from the weapons, the receiving core, the running backs. But I think Notre Dame will do enough to cover, barely. If you bet on this game, I'm rooting for you. But you might want to go to a meeting because both these teams are psycho. Under 62? I'll take the under. Not thrilled, but I'm hoping Notre Dame can at least slow the pace enough to force an under. North Carolina might want to run the ball with Chandler. Howell, of course, a good quarterback, but Notre Dame's defense is good. Hamilton, we know, is a great defensive player, probably going top five in the draft. I'll go with the under. Legacy said A.J. Green had Green Bay money line. He had Green Bay money line or the under. We're not sure which one he had. <laughs> probably had a parlay. You're A.J. Green. You can get same day. You can get the same game parlay, no problem. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, number 10 in the nation, as they travel to take on the Auburn Tigers, ranked 18th. The uh, lower-ranked Tigers, three-point favorite, 66.5, is the number. Air Corral, do they get grounded here, Scott? Well, I was impressed by how they played against LSU. It wasn't even the offense. The defense was just fantastic, which I definitely did not see coming. Auburn has been a quietly good team. Five and two, they beat Arkansas on the road last game beat LSU on the road. They lost to Penn State on the road earlier in the year. But overall, they've been a pretty good team. I'm going to go with Auburn here. I think it's interesting that Ole Miss, despite being such a good team that we've talked about a lot because of how good Corral has been, is three-point dogs here. Mm -hmm. When in doubt in the SEC, if you're stuck between a game, take the home team. Auburn and Jordan-Hare is just a completely different team. I'll take Auburn at home. You? I've faded Bonex all year, Scott, with with mixed with mixed results. Um, I think that defense. I think that defense does enough. I was. I'm like you. I was really impressed with the way they played against Arkansas. Uh, I think that Arkansas team, maybe not as good as we thought, but I think they're still a pretty fair team. What do you think, Nick? What do you think Corral's at, by the way? Like seventy five percent health. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty close. I think they need him at 100 to cover. So I'll go with Auburn at home. Lawrence Anthony says Bo Nix is going to sell for 350 tomorrow. Uh, I'll might, give him Nix props. I might take that. I've away. never been a fan of him. He has actually been pretty good this year. Yeah, yes. Yes. All right. Uh, I'll take the over. I can't take the under with Ole Miss. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right. And. Ah, oh, you're Badgers, Scott. Three and oh, a half, boy. Three and a half point favorites over the number nine ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, we're going to test your theory here, buddy. We're going to test that strategy. I'm taking Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Are you really? I know. I'm going to do it. Okay. Not a fan, of course, of the team, even though I went to the school. Mm -hmm. But I think they found something last week, which is don't let Mertz ever throw the ball. Do you know how many passing yards Wisconsin had in the second half last week against Purdue? 18. Zero. Oh, I I missed it by 18. They dominated. They had two running backs who had about 140-plus yards. They started only running the ball, which is really just what they should have been doing all season long. They got Allen, who's very good. They got Belusi, who's very good. And we talk about how bad Mertz is. You a big fan of Petrus? I know he's better than Mertz. That's not saying anything. But Iowa, I just can't get past their last couple of performances. They just have not been impressive. The home team's usually done well in these meetings. Wisconsin's actually fared pretty well. I'll go with the Badgers. I think if they just run the ball with some success, they'll do enough. It's going to be a painful game. Find anything else to watch. Maybe Cricket World Cup. Well, it's it's a, noon, you know, it's a noon game, so. You'll get it out of the way quickly. Find another noon game to watch. I'll tell you that much. But I'll go with Wisconsin. Hold my nose. But I'll take the under. That That total is disgustingly low. I can't take the over. I can't do it. All right. You? No, I can't. Well, here's the problem. Neither one of these teams, both these defenses are really good against the run. Yep. So it's going to come down to which team can throw the ball more effectively. I think it's going to come down to which team wins the punt battle for field position yep. and the turnover battle. And I think Wisconsin's defense with a couple guys back who missed the first couple games, I think this Badgers defense is being slept on. Hold my nose with the Badgers. If you want to take Iowa, I'm not going to roast you for it. If you're betting this game too, I'm praying for you because I'm definitely not going to bet on this game. And you're going to play the under? Uh, what's the number again? 36. Oh, 
god. 36. 36 juiced under. So hurry. Do I think one of these teams gets to 20? <laughs> okay. I'm going to take the under. Okay. I'm going to do it. Stupid. Even though if you want to blindly take a total, yes. I can understand the argument for the over. Yes. Because they're going to fumble their way into some points. Yes. But I'm going to go with the under. All right. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Iowa in the over. I'm gonna fade you on both both counts. I think that. I think that. I, I don't mind you doing that. I don't care if you mind. I'm just saying. I I don't. Okay. You know, it is what it is. This game's just gonna suck. So just get ready, and we'll see what happens. Colorado at Oregon. Oregon ranked number seven in the nation. Uh, they're 24 point favorites over the Beefaloes. There, 49 I'll, is the total. I'll let you go first because you had Colorado last week as one of your plays. So do you have any feedback on the Buffaloes? Oh yeah, they're not good. <laughs> They're, they're awful. They're Offens- offensively, especially, they cannot do anything. Yeah, never has the term offense, uh, offense, been been more accurately. Uh, their offense is offensive. Yes, it really is. It's a, it's a double entendre there. I can't take this. this I'm not going to let this Colorado team fuck me twice in a row. Although this Oregon team, holy crap, talk about disappointing. Um, and not necessarily. I mean, they find them muddle through their season, but they, they just... tried to hand UCLA the game last week, oh, God. and UCLA didn't want it. And I had I had UCLA there, but I had Oregon there. That was a, a fortunate victory. But I'll take I'll take the, uh, the 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 Ducks. I, I don't. I'm know. looking at a team total under for Colorado. You think Thibodeau gets two sacks, four sacks, five sacks in the first half? Darman? Maybe he is. I don't a, know. I think Colorado's gonna be running for their life. Uh, I'll go with Oregon and the under. What do we got? So you get to 49 is your total. So you got... Uh, it's about 12 and a half. So 13 is a loser. Yeah, okay. How many did they score against California again? Uh, not many. You, you take, I don't know if they scored a touchdown against California. Are you taking <laughs> Oregon there too? Yeah, I got to take Oregon and the under. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think only one team is going to be participating as far as the... Uh, as far as and I, you know, I still think that Colorado defense is decent. Um, yeah, I just know the offense is beyond useless. That's the problem. You don't get you always don't get a chance to show your uh, to show how good your uh, defense is when your offense can't stay on the field. So yeah, it's also not like they're bad at scoring, but at least they hold the ball. They barely pick up first downs half the time. Yeah, very true. Uh, Monica uh, Godino is in the house. Uh, very good, very good. And uh, Winston Santana is in the house from Perth Amboy, Australia. Scott, nice down under. So good to have, good to have some fans from Oceania. Big fan of the show, and uh, we're big fans of Australia. So very, we're the home of Big Bash Cricket, by the way. I'm jealous of your weather, pretty much year round. God, no kidding, no kidding, man. And it's spring down there, so it's only good stuff coming now. You got the spring. You got the Australian Open coming up in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Good time. Yeah, very good. Hey, uh, this is a pretty big game, Scott. It's in the Big Ten. Michigan and Michigan State square off. You know the last time they squared off as top ten teams? Um, long time ago. 1964. I actually, I, I actually read or ran across this fact. So the Wolverines' four-point road favorites... As uh, they travel to Lansing to take on the Spartans, the number eight ranked Spartans, 50 and a half is the total. Well, my friend, this is the is this the game of the week right here? It's close to it. Has I don't be, know if it's right? going to be a pretty game, but it'll be a close game. So what do we got here? What do we got? Un- unpack, unpack this for us. It's a, it's a well, noon game. It's an early start. Are you surprised about that for starters? They just didn't get a little more play. Uh, no, I, I feel like it's a spot where you have, you have a couple of games where you can argue where game day should go. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it being an early game. It'll be a low scoring game. I think it'll be relatively boring. My question for you is, do you think that Harbaugh finally gets over the hump? Because people talk about the Ohio state hump. He's also really not fair to all against Michigan state. I don't think he's ever beat him. Has he? Uh, if he did, it was once because it hasn't happened that often. Yeah. He might, he might have one run against him, one win against him. You know, those teams, you look at those teams, they are almost a mirror image of each other when you look at their offensive and defensive stats. The difference is, Scott, Michigan's played probably a little better schedule. Agreed? Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. So I have a hard time back at Michigan State because I saw them score zero offensive touchdowns against Indiana mm-hmm. with a backup quarterback, and they barely won the game. Yeah, that's the that's the question. Are they? Is that the real team? 
or you know, is it is it the team that has uh, they that rolled through? You know, they beat Miami by twenty one. They lose. They they beat Nebraska by three. Like you said, they very very they snuck by Indiana twenty to fifteen. That was that was an overtime game against Nebraska, right? That's right. That was that was an overtime game against. Nebraska. I can't hold that against them though, because Michigan also barely beat Nebraska by three. So that's kind of a wash. Yeah. Although it was a road game for the for yeah Michigan there. I'm going. I'm going with Michigan in the under. I'm not thrilled with it. I actually like this Michigan team, and I think that Michigan State's pretty good. I like uh, Naylor as a receiver. You know I'm a big Walker guy as a running back. Yep. But Michigan has that nice one-two punch with Haskins and with uh, Corum. I think they'll do enough. I'll go with Michigan. In a very low-scoring game, I see 23 to 16. You? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take Michigan State. I like the quarterback situation. I'll take the points at home in a Big Ten battle like that. Okay. Uh, John Hassler, he agrees with you, Scott. He's got he's got Michigan and the under. Uh, I do like the under. I do agree, I do agree with that. Uh, I just think weird things happen in the uh, in the Big Ten. So I'm going to take I'll I'll take the uh, I'll take the Spartans and the points. If, as long as the punter can actually get the punt off, I'll take Michigan. God, that's too funny. What a, a horrible way to. Both Michigan teams are overrated in comparison through their ranking to their ranking. Hundred percent true, but yeah. they're playing against each other, so that doesn't help us at all. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the problem. They're not playing anybody else. Uh, here's so a we prediction: have to figure out who's more overrated. One of them is going to be even more overrated after this game. Yeah, somebody's moving up in the rankings. Penn State against the Ohio State, Scott. Ohio State minus nineteen against Penn State. Man, remember a couple weeks ago when this was going to be a big deal? Clear look ahead spot last week for Penn State. But you gave up three hundred and forty something rushing yards to Illinois. Are you out of your mind? Really? How bad? Three hundred and forty something rushing yards. How bad a performance is that? I think Illinois thirty passing yards in the entire game. What the? Yeah. What the hell? I'm taking Ohio State. It's now because ni- it's now nineteen and a half. By the way, I said a couple of weeks ago Ohio State's going to be a team I ride moving forward. I grabbed them to win the Big Ten at around minus one. I believe it was minus one forty. Yeah. At the time. I just saw that team, and it looked like they were getting ready to go. Stroud's been phenomenal. I mean, if you're looking for a Heisman shot there, I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. You look at Stroud's numbers, they're absolutely nuts. And Henderson's been a great running back. They still have Olave. They still have Wilson. A lot of good wide receivers. A lot of good weapons. They've got they've got four wide receivers that could be first-round draft picks. They, it looked like they could have scored 80 against Indiana last week. I'm going with Ohio State. I think they're going to bury this team. You? Yeah, this is a team that looks like they're, you know, unfortunately for the rest of the country, it looks like they are now uh, focused in on what they need to do. Six and one on the season to five and two against the number. And they tend to have less disappointing performances. They have they have absolutely rolled through teams they're supposed to roll through the last the last month, Scott, as they've uh, uh, the least amount of points they've scored. They've put up 52 against Rutgers. That's been their low mark. So I'm not saying they're going to put up half a hundo against Penn State because Penn State defense, uh, for at the end of the day, they're still a pretty darn good unit. But I'll give them 38 to 45. 38. Oh, you think 38 to 45 Ohio State score? I thought you said that was going to be the final yeah. score. I'm saying I think Ohio State's going to score somewhere between 38 and 45. Yeah, I I can't play. I can't play an under with this Ohio State team, and I can't play. Uh, I can't play them not to cover. I've got Ohio State to cover the number, and I'll take the over. I'm going to go with the under, actually. Okay. Bit of a surprising move there, but I'm just so low on Penn State's offense. Ohio State's defense has looked better over the last couple of weeks, and I'm not a big Clifford guy. I think Ohio State will take an early lead, potentially coast down the stretch. But I do think that if Ohio State scores 38 or 42, I'm not sure Penn State's going to score more than 17 points. See, and Lawrence Anthony brings up a good point. He says, Ohio State's feasted on crap teams the last month. That's absolutely true. But how good's Penn State? I don't know. Uh, Penn they're State, better than those teams, Penn, but they're not very good. Penn State's played some crap teams, and they haven't exactly feasted on them. So, I mean, no, they lost Illinois. I mean, one of those crap teams that Ohio State feasted on, they beat 54-7, to and uh, uh, Penn State was able to uh, just put up 24 against them. So, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I've got I've got, I've got Ohio State, my favorite play on that game, and I'll lean under. I know you like the over. We yep. both can have arguments about it, but I just have to doubt Penn State's offense contributing much. If you like the over, I take the Ohio State team total over. OKC 
I mean, Oklahoma, minus 19.5 at home, 67 against Texas Tech. Texas Tech fired their coach. Scott, that's what happens when you lose to K-State. You're done. So what happens when you lose and blow a double-digit lead at the half? You can't even beat K-State? State. Fuck you, you're out of here. You're dead to mm-hmm. me. Do you think it's interesting they fired their head coach during the week of probably their biggest game of the season? Yes. No, I mean... I, th- the, I, think, that's, I think that's odd. They don't have big games at Texas Tech. Their, their biggest games are within Texas. But what's the ceiling for that team? Like, Texas Tech has a winning record. They're probably going to make it to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Wells, I don't think, is a great coach. It did seem like a little bit of a quick hook, didn't it? Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. It makes you wonder if something else was going on, because that just didn't seem quite fireworthy there. It didn't for me. Sometimes I guess you know they've just they just had enough. That's it. You're done. You're mm-hmm. dead. You're dead to me. Having said that, this Oklahoma team has been underwhelming pretty much all season long. Well, they have a hard time winning by margin. Yeah. Even when they score fifty something points, TCU hung around. They were awful against Kansas. Mm-hmm. They won the game anyway. I like Caleb Williams a lot, but I do wonder how many points do you think Oklahoma should be laying when their defense can barely get a stop? Yeah, I've got this about 13 and a half or 14. Okay. I'm taking Tech here. I think I think Tech plays a complete game. Oh, boy. What are you doing? It's a weird Tech team because you're used to them throwing it around. Mm-hmm. That's not. Their... They really don't. They no. run the ball a lot this year, but that's not a bad thing because Oklahoma can't stop the run. No, that's exactly right. So I'm going to go with Tech. I'm going to take the under. Got to. Because I do think Tech is going to run the ball because their backup quarterback has been more of a game manager. Mm-hmm. And I do think that if they're going to try to eat up the clock a bit more than people think, and Oklahoma's offense has been fine, it hasn't been as consistent as you'd want it to be, I do think this total seems a bit high. Okay. Um, Memon Funderburg says he likes Tech as well, plus the two, plus 20. Yeah, I can't lay three touchdowns there. I no. think Oklahoma's going to win the game, Not but I think chance. they'll win by 14 or 17. Alabama's off. Cincinnati, Scott. Cincinnati heading to New Orleans to take on Tulane. And uh, Cincinnati burned us last week. Boy, they but... did. 26-point favorites. Tulane, 62. Are we going to let recency bias cloud our judgment against a Tulane team that is pretty, pretty awful, Scott? I'm going to take Cincinnati because in addition to Tulane being bad, they might be without their starting quarterback. Pratt is in concussion protocol. He might not get cleared on time, which is once again the problem of airing this on Friday because we don't know in some games who's going to play and who's not going to play. Right. I'll gamble on Pratt not playing because even if he does, Cincinnati still might win by 40. But with Pratt out, this Tulane team will do nothing offensively. Give me Cincinnati rolling. By the way, Pratt has been downgraded to doubtful. Oh, I'm not surprised. If he hasn't been cleared yet, yeah. then the odds of him playing are extremely slim. Yep, that, that seals the deal for me. Um, plus, this is a, a two-lane team, one and six on the season, just two and five against the number. So if the offense is decent with Pratt and the defense is useless and now you're missing Pratt, yeah. you might get absolutely destroyed by 40 to 50. Yeah. Has uh, Tulane put double digits on the board in this game? Uh, if Pratt play, if Pratt does not play, I will put them at thirteen. Okay. You? Uh, yeah, I've got I've I've got the under sixty two there. I think that's I think yeah, that's the I play. Agree. Uh, T Train says Michigan. His favorite play is Michigan. Michigan State under fifty one. Sounds good to me. Both teams want to run the ball. Yep, we're we are, we both took the under fifty and a half. So, and then there was one Scott Georgia Bulldogs. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party down there in. Uh, in Jacksonville, as they take on the Florida Gators, uh, Georgia, 14-point favorites. And 51 is the number here. So, George Bulldogs are pretty much uh, rolling, my friend. And mm-hmm. uh, is Florida going to be any kind of a speed bump? This is usually a game that uh, that has some fireworks. It's the quintessential throw-out-the-records kind of situation as these teams uh, always have a, a epic battle down there. Oh, I just, this Georgia team, Scott, this defense giving up 6.6 so points uh, for, on the season. Uh, Memphis Funderburg says Gators cover. 
and Georgia wins. Uh, that's not a bad take. Personally, I'm looking at Georgia. I'm looking at Georgia. I'm it's it's uh they... the issue I have with Florida is that offensively they're extremely one dimensional. Now Emory Jones has not been very good this season. Richardson's been okay in relief, but if Georgia can stop the run, which they've proven time and time again they can, mm-hmm. Florida's offense is just broken, isn't it? If they can't run the ball. Georgia's yet to give up three yards of carry. But wouldn't you agree if Florida can't move the ball yes. on the ground? Yes. Jones is dead to rights. You turn you turn you turn Florida one dimensional as far as throwing the football, that game is over, bud. Sorry. Yep. And the defense I don't think is very good for Florida. It's fine. I just think Georgia's defense is better and the offense is better. Give me Georgia, but I'll take the under. Is that down and are we gonna get a gift on that? Is that down to thirteen and a half now? I am not sure. Do you see a thirteen and a half? Because uh, I see fourteen. Let me see here. I, I see fourteen flat. Yeah, I don't see any. Uh, I don't see any thirteen. I see one thirteen and a half at Bet Online. Good enough. I'll take the thirteen and a half. Yeah, that's a big half point, buddy. It is key numbers. Absol- Shop around. Absolutely. All right, you and I are both going to fade, uh, or we're both going to fade Florida there. All uh, right. And I'm on the under. You? I got to be on the under with Georgia. I'm not, I'm not, yep. No way. No way. No how, my friend. Uh-huh. All right. Well, that's it, bud. That's, it's uh, time. It's time. So there's only one thing left to do, and that is for uh, for us to lay out our favorite three plays of the day. Quick recap. Yesterday, we, or last week, we each went one and two, and uh, Scott holds a uh, game, what are you, game and a half up? Two and a half. Two and a half up. Two and a half. Whew, man, got some, got yep. some, I got some work to do. You were in a, you were in a worse shape last year, and you came from behind. That's right. That's right. I came roaring back. Uh, yep. San Jose State only minus three. I I thought about that game too. Uh, too good to be true because that Wyoming team is awful. Uh, the Wyoming team's not good. Uh, I'm praying Starkle plays because if he plays, I'll definitely take San Jose State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that game is that game's going to be hideous to watch. It is fade fade Wyoming whenever you get a chance. Then that's what I say. I'll go with San Jose State at home. All right, Scott. So what do you so what do you what do you say? You go ahead and say it. Uh, loser's walk. There you go. Loser's walk. So I'm going to start off. Well, I don't know if it is a loser's walk because you already gave out a play in the first 10 minutes of the show. You can do it again if you want. I will. I'll start with, I'll start with the, uh, I'll start with the Stetson Hatters. I'm going to take the Stetson Hatters over the Presbyterian Blue Hose. I don't really think I need to lay out much of a case here. Presbyterian. But uh, how many points are you laying with Stetson? Uh, I'm, I'm getting three. I'm you're getting I'm three catching, against Presbyterian catching three points every single game. That's right. Presbyterian has been overvalued each and every game. I think there's no reason for this one to be any different. Fade the blue hose. Fade the blue hose. T train's taken off. By the way, it's a uh, thanks for stopping by T train. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And we are. I swear to God, we're going to come see you this summer, uh, next summer, and uh, and get some and get some lobster rolls. All right, so I'll take I'll take Stetson plus three for my first pick. So my first one's going to be in a matchup between Florida Atlantic and UTEP, and I like Florida Atlantic minus ten and a half at minus one fourteen on FanDuel. It's an interesting line because one team is six and one, the other team is four and three, and yet the four and three teams favored by double digits. But you're looking at the actual breakdown of these teams. Florida Atlantic has dominated weaker competition. They beat Georgia Southern, Fordham, FIU and even Charlotte, who's decent, by at least 29 points. The three losses are to Florida, Air Force, and UAB. So they struggle against good teams, dominate against bad teams, and UTEP is 6-1, and one, but each of their six wins have come against teams below 500. UTEP had one step-up game this season, played against Boise State, a down year for Boise State, and ended up losing by 41 points. I think Atlantic's going to roll. I think they'll win handily. UTEP, even though this team is 6-1, and one, I think is a product of a very weak r- schedule, and I think Florida Atlantic takes them behind the woodshed. UTEP is 6-1. and one. But so, look who they've played. I know, I Their know. Their best wins arguably against Southern Miss and there's or that, Louisiana Tech. They haven't played anybody. Southern Miss is a horrible team, by the way. I think the Florida Atlantic team's actually decent. Could I have got a bet at the beginning of the season on... UTEP to have a better record than Clemson? Uh, you probably would have gotten 350 to 1. Yeah, it'd be, probably would uh, be pretty good. Um, 
All right. So for my second pick, Scott, I am going to play the uh, Florida State Clemson under 47 and a half, you know, for for all their faults, we've talked about them and we've laid them out a lot. This Clemson defense is still very good. Before last week getting dinged up a little bit by Pittsburgh, uh, they were number two in the nation in scoring defense. I think they get back on track against a, a Florida State team. Uh, can we be generous and say they've got some problems, Scott? Uh, you can just say they're not very good. They're not. Now, they have they have played pretty good football lately. Uh, they've rolled yeah, over. They, they killed UMass. They rolled over UMass, of course. But they played uh, two nice games against North Carolina uh, at North Carolina. They won by 10 there. And against Syracuse, which is a very different team on the road than they are at home. By the way, they did not cover the number against Syracuse. But they picked up a nice win over North Carolina as a 17.5-point chalk. So I have no I have no interest in getting involved in the side. But I think, the, I think that offense is going to take a step backwards as they uh, square up against a real defense here uh, really since the first time. Uh, well, since they played Wake Forest, and they put up 14 on Wake. And the Clemson offense, you know, we've rightly roasted them. They've scored they've scored more than 20 just, what, one time this season, Scott? And that was against North Carolina State where they put up 21 points in the game they lost. Yep. So you know, And that was an overtime, by the way. That was an overtime. That is correct. So we're not going to get much out of them. I'm going to play the under 47.5 in that contest. Okay. And my second play is going to be on Boise State. I hate this team. But I love the spot. It's minus two at minus one twelve on Bet Online at Colorado State. Now Boise State has dominated in this series. They've won each of the first ten meetings by at least five points. Colorado State might be two and zero, might be two and one in conference play. The two wins came against San Jose State and New Mexico. Meanwhile, Boise State has lost four times against Oklahoma State in a game it probably should have won because of the fumble, terrible ref call. Lost to Air Force lost to Nevada, and lost to Central Florida with Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. So Boise State has done a pretty good job against weak teams, struggled against good teams, and Boise State's off a bye. Usually Boise State's looking ahead because they're always in first place in the Mountain West. Not this year. This team's really just, let's just say, a little bit of a team trying to come from behind and make it back to the Mountain West title game. We saw what happened with Colorado State in the game against Utah State and how stupid their head coaches with the non-spike sprint the field goal team on. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I'll take Boise off the bye. It's a down year. They're still better than Colorado State. Okay. I don't hate the under in that game either, by the way. Okay. All right. Uh, my last play is going to be another one from the ACC, because the ACC won't let me be. I'm going to look at... Wake Forest laying 16 over the Dukies, Scott. This is a really, really bad Duke team. I am just not impressed with what they have done so far. I think Wake Forest, one of the bigger surprises in the uh, in the country right now. Of course, they uh, they possessed the ball just 17 minutes last week, put up 70 against Army, uh, but they have they've scored 35 points or better in their last in their last five games, and the Duke defense. I don't think they're going to be able to do anything to stop them. They 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 gave up forty eight. They lose forty eight nothing to Virginia last week. Uh, they haven't given up less than 30, 30, 31 points in the last month, and the only time they did that was against Northwestern. They, this is a team that gave up thirty three to KU. Scott, that's all you need to know right there about Duke. Ugly ugly game for the Dukies. Bad matchup. I think Wake Forest absolutely rolls them up in this one. So my last one's going to be in a matchup between Temple and Central Florida. And I'm taking Temple, team total under 20 and a half at minus 120 on DraftKings. You're looking at how this team has played. Temple, not very good offensively. Temple has scored 17 points in its last two games combined. Scored three points against Cincinnati, which is excusable because you know Cincinnati's very good. Played against Central, uh, sorry, played against South Florida last game. Can you remind me how uh, good or bad South Florida's defense oh, is? Oh, they're not good. T- they're... Temple scored 14 points in that game. Mm. Mm. The offense stinks. That's a bad and Central look. Florida, we know, is being an up-tempo team. They love to air it out, everything like that. But ever since Gabriel got injured, they've run the ball a lot. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to end up eating up some clock. Temple's awful against the run. But UCF's defense held Memphis to seven points last game. They held East Carolina to 16. <sighs> 
Temple's at home, but this offense isn't any good. 20 and a half sounds way too high. I'm with you. I'm with you. Very good. Uh, real quick, any surprise on Marshall going to the Sun Belt? Well, they had a down year, so they're trying to win somewhere. Very good. You know? All right, so just to recap, I have the uh, FSU Clemson under 47 and a half, Wake Forest minus 16, and Stetson. Stetson, plus three. So my three plays, Florida Atlantic minus 10 and a half at minus 114 on FanDuel. Boise State minus two at minus 112 on bet online and temple team total under 20 and a half at minus 120 on DraftKings. All right, there you go. And that's going to do it for us. We will uh, be back tomorrow with our NFL show. Thanks for everybody that tuned in. Thanks for everybody that tuned in for the double header. Holy God. That's a, that's a long time to listen to us. Yak. So we appreciate it. And uh, thanks for all the comments, the picks, all that good stuff. NFL show tomorrow. NFL show tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday with our regular show. So until then, you guys have a great week. Good luck tonight on all your plays. Hope they all turned into cash money. You know the drill. Go win some MLB games, those uh, trashy college games. There's money to be made, so let's go do it. For myself, for Scott Reichel, you guys have a great day. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time on Heading Back to the Window. Take care, everybody.